0: Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. So a game against Southampton and Ryan Mason replacing Jose are all secondary this week to the big news, the European Super League, which thankfully doesn't look like it's going to happen with all the English teams dropping out. I mean, the ramifications for English football would have been absolutely catastrophic if it hadn't gone ahead. I'm here with a buddy of mine, Rob Mungin. Now, he is a West Ham fan, but he has promised to be nice as this is a Spurs podcast. We're talking about... The European Super League, whether it was a publicity stunt for those six to get more money, what it would have meant for the rest of the 14 and the rest of the leagues below, and whether it will come about again. So we're talking about that and much, much more on Let's Talk ESL No More with West Ham fan Rob Manjun. Hi Rob, thanks so much for coming on. How you
1: doing? Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, I'm all good, mate. You all right?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Ask me again after on Sunday evening, and I may have a different answer, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you watched the game yesterday, Southampton game, but for me, my point of view anyway. Uh, but actually, let's first cup final on Sunday. Do you want who do you want to win?
1: Who do you think? Who do you think? Being a West Ham fan, who do you think? I don't know. No, I think I think if you get anything out of the game, or if you take City to extra time, I think that'd be a good result for you. Considering you got rid of Mourinho this week, you got a new a kind of new management coaching. Um, set up in place I think what I saw on the, in the news I think if you can take them any kind of distance I think you'd do really well personally but as always it's the year of the one mate so you never know yeah. but the
0: answer we were looking for is
1: you want Tottenham to win so we'll edit this part <laughs> but, um... yeah, on. the only time the only time i cheer for you boys is against the Bin Dippers in, this, in the uh, CL final a couple of years ago that's because I hate Liverpool more because I can't stand them but yeah. that's a story yeah. for another day yeah. I, I
0: think in a final, even if you take them to extra time and lose, bad result because we're there to win. But we'll get to that in a minute. Like
1: mm.
0: Southampton game, I think after a couple of bad performances, I think it was massively important to get a win there. The first half was absolutely atrocious, but then we played like that all season. So a new coaching setup, I think it's very difficult to change that in I don't know what was it, two days. But yeah, they come back, bail looked a bit more like the bail himself. Maybe he's been a bit more unleashed and a bit more freedom. Do you think that there's possible talk that Harry Kane won't be there for the final and obviously talk that he's progressing well but in or, in or out, do you think Bale could be huge in that final being of what he's won and the kind of player he is?
1: The trouble with Bale is he's been out when he was at, when he was at Madrid for the last couple of years. He's not really been playing. He's been more constant. He's been more been more interested in, in playing golf. I mean, when he was, you know, obviously when he was a younger you boys, when Red, when he, when he had that, when he basically announced himself to the world against Inter Milan, when he got, I think, got Attrick, didn't he, in that game? You know, he's absolutely, an absolutely terrific player. And that's what obviously yeah, moved to Real Madrid. And I think he did all right for the first couple of seasons at Madrid. And then he just obviously just veered off because he didn't get on with, um with Zidane. But I think if he finds, finds a bit of passion, and a bit of love for the game. I think there's there's no enemies, what, 30, 31 now, I think? Yeah, 31. Yeah. So I, he's, he's still got probably, you know, three, four, five years perhaps in him. But I think now he's at a club, back at a club where, you know, he's probably, I don't know if you look at him as like, you know, as godlike status, as you would do, let's say someone like Klinsman or Jimmy Greaves or Aussie. But he's certainly up there, with one of the best players you've had, certainly in recent history. And I think um, I think you, Tottenham boys, do do you know do hold him in some kind of reverence. And I think if when the fans come back, I think you might then potentially get a bit more and a bit better out of him. I think he probably needs a bit of a crowd to give him that little you know that little bit of a push. That's if um, he's there next year because the loan yeah. end. So yeah, to to that, that all depends. But I know I've heard that Real Madrid do want to get rid of him. But I think you know I think they they accepted a minimum bid from that Chinese um, Chinese team which didn't fall through. But I think if he does come back to you permanent, I think the, the, the stumbling block would be the wages. But I think if he can come back and put a decent couple of seasons in for you, then I think you'll probably potentially get the best out of him again.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I bought myself a shirt with a on the back. Like <laughs> The second he was signed up, 90 quid down the drain potentially, but then it could come Trump's if he scores a winner in the final. Yeah,
1: but no, mate, it's 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 just that one goal, isn't it? So I think when we, we played you, I can't remember which season it was. And I think we were I think we were winning two one or something. It was Ups Park up, and Bale scored an absolute screamer. Oh. And um, I think I've got a few text messages off you that night. And um, you know like you say it just takes one it takes one goal or one one movement just to turn the game really. So, I mean, if he, if he just, you know, no matter what he does in the build-up, if he scores that winning goal, potentially against Man City, then, you know, that's that's all that needs to be done.
0: I, I was playing pool when that goal went in. Someone was about to take their shot. I cheered, put them off. I wasn't popular, but we won, so I didn't care. And, <laughs> um, yeah, we had VAR controversy again. We don't need to go into VAR. Everyone knows
1: no, about no, that. But... that, that we'll be here forever otherwise.
0: Yeah. What did you think of Jose's? Uh, firing. We'll get to the ESL later, which it almost went under the radar that Jose was fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you as a West Ham fan, must be absolutely delighted. with it, Don't try and grin too much. That Tottenham <laughs> the only club that he hasn't won a trophy with, not which said not before, I said probably happened when he was appointed. But f- for me, it was never the right fit anyway, and the the, the the it was kind of coming off the tracks anyway. So I'm not surprised he was fired. I'm mm. more
1: surprised, surprised at the, at the timing. timing. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't I, I know I work with a couple of big Spurs fans at work, and I still don't know why you got rid of Pochettino. To be honest with you, I think you know your board were absolutely ridiculously stupid about that. Um, I kind of I kind of understand why he got rid of Mourinho, but like I so said, I question the timing. Obviously, you got you got a final next week. Unless there's some kind of magic clause in his contracts, or or anything like that. It's a bit like um, Jacques Santini when you were in the bottom half of the table or something, you fired Jacques Santini and he tried to take you for the full contract and he, and he had something in his contract saying he would only be eligible for a decent payout if he's in the top half of the table. So I don't know if he's got anything like that in the contract that they were trying to weasel out of, but Mourinho in the last what, three or four sackings he's had, he's taken about 80 million quid out of it. So I I don't think he's a special one anymore. I don't think it did, it did you any favours hiring him, but like I say, I don't know why you chose now or a week before off a cup final to get rid of him. It just yeah. baffles me.
0: Simon Jordan said on Talk Sport that uh, it, he thought it was another Conte issue at Chelsea. Conte won the league, then got fired, then sued him for wrongful dismissal. Jose was brought in to win something. We're in a final, but it's not going swimmingly well the, the way we're playing. So. He mm. thought that we got rid of him before that in case he won the final because then
1: we can't really get rid of him. But whether that's the case, I have no idea. But I don't know. But because but, but the trouble with Mourinho is he normally does well for a couple of seasons. Like he did, he did well for a couple of seasons. We first drawn Chelsea, then it went all pear shaped and he got fired. Then he went to um, where did he go after? That? He went to Inter Milan after that, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's what we uh, do
0: though Tottenham we bring people down if Sir Alex Ferguson was our manager he'd be taken to the Palace to get rid of the serve again he'd just be Alex Ferguson
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think he'd be that bad mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you see next from Mourinho because he's obviously gone to Man United and not really been a success there come to Tottenham not been a success there do you think he's got another big job in him or do you think that's no, kind no, of it I, I-, I think Premier League is kind of done for him now
1: yeah, I can't remember who it was someone was saying the other day, I think he's done for the Premier League now. I think he's i he'll have to go back either to Italy or he'll have to chance his luck at um at international level. I think you know, when he first came into the um Premier League, was it back in two thousand and whenever it was, you know, he was new, he was fresh, he was young, but now he's not he's not adapted, I don't think. Yes, he's won trophies, but um, you know, in terms of being, you know, building up a, a team like Ferguson did at, at Manchester United over them years, like, like Wenger did at um, Arsenal, you know, the, you know they, they had decent, they, they at the time they built the squads, but I don't think Mourinho is like that. I think he's more short-term planning as opposed to long-term planning. I mean, I don't know who your longest serving manager has ever been, but certainly I know that since the Premier League started, you've had quite a few, you know, you've had quite a few managers. So, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, what the board needs to do next after Marini, I think you can't really dwell too much because what's, what's happened is what's happened. It's obviously sort of going forward, you know, you boys, I think, need to get a decent young manager in. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, someone that's, you know, so fresh off, you know, retiring, like, I don't know, Ryan Giggs, um, for example, or, or um, was it uh, Julian Nagelsmann in Germany? He was about 34 when he took over at, um, I think it's Hoffenheim or RB Leipzig, I think. Um, but certainly someone that's still in the uh, you know, the early stage of their managerial career that can be there for you know 10, 15, 20 years and, and build something special. I think you, you know the board needs someone that well, they need to think long term and they didn't need a manager that's going to think long term as well. You know, and when they come in you can't expect to hit the ground running. Um I think you should be looking at sort of, yeah, you might take a dip, but certainly for the longer term planning um look at sort of someone that's going to be there for a long time that can build almost like a dynasty really
0: yeah i mean we had that and then we let him go but
1: um... yeah like i don't understand i got rid of Poch. i think that was madness yeah. absolute madness i
0: mean i'm just gonna to have to turn the light on because it's getting really dark in here better yeah no worries <laughs> <coughs>
1: that's better
0: not good for a video, is it? But anyway, no, Ryan Mason, I mean, he's the interim manager, which I love Ryan Mason. I don't think because of what happened to him when he was 26 playing in that game for Hull, I don't think mm. anyone really dislikes him. He take loyalties aside. But, I mean, it's too early for him to be full-time manager, even if he wins all six of our games, in the uh, all five of our games in the league and then the Catamount yeah. Cup. It's, t- it's another Lampard situation, isn't it? Too early for him.
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, uh, I mean, we've, you know, you know, West Ham, we've never had a, a a really, really young manager. I mean, I think the youngest manager we had was probably, you know, probably Pardew back in 2006, I think. He, he
0: was um, an experienced manager at that time. Like yeah, he, had, he, he
1: had a bit more experience in, um, you know, in the Championship, but... Um, I mean, you look at, I don't know, probably the most least inexperienced person you've probably got in the Premier League at most, probably um, Scotty Parker over at um, over at Fulham. And he seems to be doing all right, but I don't think there's as much pressure on him at a club like Fulham as if he'd done it straight like someone like Spurs or Man United or Chelsea or ever. I think, you know, you know when you mentioned about Lampard, I think he went, you know, went for the Chelsea job too soon. Hmm. And, you know, if, if Ryan... Ryan um, Sorry, Ryan Mason is, um, you know, he may be a good coach at the moment, but obviously he needs to cut his teeth somewhere. Mm-hmm. But like you say, I think it might be a bit too soon for him. But if he can stay in and around the first team, you know, as yeah. like a first-team coach or assistant manager or something, he'll certainly pick up some tips and tricks and, and experience um, yeah. before he goes off and spreads his, his, his wings elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I think that's what needs to happen. interim coach the end, steady the ship, hopefully make us a... Bit more of attacking again, try and win this cup, and then in the summer, whoever comes in, bring them in and keep him involved in that first team. But yeah. obviously, we we were expected to get into the top four, and we, I mean, we're still in with a shout out of that, but it's very much.
1: Uh, Hopefully not.
0: Well, it's it's very much outside. <laughs> you, your team, I, I predicted you to be struggling. For a Mate, I I, I I I I still get up in the morning. Fourth bottom, and your foot. Are you fourth now or
1: fifth? I can't remember now. Uh, I think we've got down to fifth, actually. Yeah, um, but
0: your season, <laughs> i mean, the start of the season, were you worried, like, it's going to be another relegation battle? Did you think you were going to be... I, I, I don't expect you thought you were going to be anywhere near Champions League, but, like, certainly top
1: half. Well, people. a bit like this, every time I open up BBC Sport or Sky Sports, I think the table's upside down. <laughs> um, I'm not used to this. It. You know, this is not the West Ham way, mate. Um, you know... You know, after what you know uh, what happened last season, um, you know we we stayed up by the skin of our teeth. We, we we were expected to pretty much do the same this year. I think I think what the good thing that Moyes has done is got rid of some of the deadwood, like that Sebastian Haller. I mean that bloke. Seriously, I've got more enthusiasm at you know two o'clock in the morning when I've got to get up and drive to work. Um, and he does. I mean, I don't know whether Wrights did it on purpose when Le- when they left him out of the Europa League squad, but it was hilarious. But I think he's got rid of a lot of the, um, the stuff that Pellegrini bought in. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just in shock, mate. This is not the West Ham way. We should be battling relegation. That's what I'm used to. We I don't I don't know what it's like to win like three or four games in a row, unless it's on FIFA. <laughs> what
0: do you think the change has been? Do you think it's because there's no fans? Because Correct me if I'm wrong, but your fans gave this team a lot of stick last season. So without that this time, is it, has it allowed them a bit more freedom? So is that the reason? Has Moyes developed a plan? Have the players stepped up? Have other teams dropped down? Or is it a combination of everything
1: that it sees you? I think it's a co- I think it's a combination of everything, really. Because, I mean, obviously, everyone's in the, you know, every team in the Premier League's in the same boat. Spurs, Sheffield United, West Brom. Everyone, it's alien. This has never happened before, certainly, probably not since the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak. Right? Um, but it, I, I honestly don't know, mate. Um, I think it probably could be a combination of not having the fans there. Um, you know, I think the one thing I do, do notice about the London teams is that obviously, we're all, I mean, every, every football club is, um, every football club comes from working working routes, but, you know, you look at, um, you know, you know West End, we're, you know, we're the old dockyard workers, um, you know, Arsenal, well, they started out in Woolwich originally, so they've, they've been, again, to do with sort of docking and, 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 sailing, and, you know, it's all, it's all working class routes, you know, about bringing communities together, so we always cheer on, cheer on as, as much as you guys do, um, but I, I'm, I, I think it's a combination of everything, um, I mean, you look at, was it Villa did um, Liverpool early in the season, seven-two? you've never seen that coming a million miles away. Just like you wouldn't see us fighting for Champions League. But I think I think the reason why we've probably probably done so well is yeah, I think the fans haven't been on the back on the match days. But also, I think it's like you know, uh, Moise has probably gone out and said, right, there's no expectations on you. You know, you know, if we if we can if we can achieve x then that's absolutely fine anything above x let's say 10th place for example anything above that's a bonus and we have just taken it to the next level so i'm sure that gold and sullivan are shit in their pants excuse my language <laughs> they're probably going to pay out some decent bonuses this year hmm. um so i'm surprised because gold, gold and sullivan are, are money grabbers i'm surprised i didn't try and pitch up for the uh, european super league as well but uh, uh,
0: we'll, we'll talk about that we'll be talk about that, that mate. But- Last thing on West Ham before we move on to that absolute outrage of that idea. Uh, I think your team spirit is kind of what it was like, our team spirit was like under Pochettino. You beat us at Upton Park when we should have got something out of that game. But if you're giving away golden chances like that, you don't deserve to win games. But we, we, we had all these chances, but a lot of them were blocked, last ditch defending. And the teamwork and team spirit there of we'll fight for... Every ball we fight together i i i think yeah. declan vice has had a huge impact in that as
1: well i think yeah definitely i think i think it's it's a shame because you boys have actually got a good squad i think you do obviously you heavily rely on son and kane but you you look at your squad as a whole you sh- you shouldn't be where you are you should be certainly you know sort of you know it should be roles reverse you should be sort of down in sixth or seventh and you guys should be knocking on the door of the champions league not that i'm complaining don't don't get me wrong, um, but you know you you got you guys got a good squad. It's just it's just that final you know it's that final glue, you know to bring it all together. You know like when when Redknapp um, left Pompey and took over you I mean uh, took over you boys back in whenever it was. Um, you know you never thought in a million years that Redknapp would take you to Champions League quarter semi finals. You know playing against the likes of um, Inter Milan at San Siro, even though you did lose four three. You know, you announced yourselves in Europe at that point. And I think you know where you from where you are now, or for, from where you were to where you are now. I think Redknapp's got to take a lot of credit uh, for that. So it's you know, you know, Project Spurs or whatever you want to call it, it started way back in uh, two thousand eight or something or whenever he left Pompey. It just, it just needs that. You know, I think if Pochettino was still here, and okay, I've mentioned it a couple of times. If Poch, Poch was still there. I think you boys been in a lot better position than you are, and I don't know why they got rid of him, but.
0: We were, I think, I'm not sure if we were 14th, but we, we were fairly low down when... Uh,
1: mm. Levy's a
0: big fan of Mourinho, so, I mean, it was his kind of dream to have him in. But, yeah, I mm. I, I was devastated. I, I was in the restaurant and and uh, Pochettino got fired. I was devastated. The next day Mourinho was in, I felt like I was, like, cheating on a partner for supporting Mourinho. Yeah.
1: I, so. I remember uh, you saying that, actually, when we spoke. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I
0: mean, but, we're not out of that top four race, but we're only three points behind, but we have got, have played extra games. So if yeah. they go against us, then we're out of it. But if, if teams, and Leicester aren't out of this by now, they had a capitulation no. last year. I think you're one point behind them, aren't you?
1: yes yeah because we beat no two points founding because we yeah we beat them didn't we 3 two
0: i think they've got a game in hand on you as well but like, they could be thinking now about the fa cup final you know chelsea could be yeah, thinking I mean, about the uh, champions it's, league
1: it's a strange season though isn't it all round yeah. you know it's it's a very very strange season um you know sort of it's still anyone's it's still open for anyone i think it's you know still fairly close down to about eighth, i think mm. um so yeah, it's part. I think I think Man City got it in back. I think they only need to win oh. about three more games. Um but then again. Well, I think they should anyway. focus
0: on that in the Champions League. I think the other one is pointless. They don't need to bother with
1: that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I think they should rest their entire <laughs> squad. But they should put a youth team out, to rest the, the first team, put the youth out for the, for the final. <laughs> I mean it's no
0: guarantee. No, think... So yeah. <laughs> it's no guarantee that we'd win that, but you know. <laughs>
1: No, I, th- I think they will do all right on Sunday. Actually, I reckon you'll take it to them because obviously you want to. You, you you've got you've got something to prove that um, to Ryan Mason as well, saying that you've got to play for him. You've got to say like right. You've got to justify that Levy's made the right decision on getting rid of um, Mourinho, you know. And I think I think you boys will be bang up for it. I hope because you so. are. Yeah, you you won't be the. Yes, you're the underdogs and obviously you're the underdogs always do all right. And that's what that's what the glory that that's the glorious thing about football. You know, the underdog has always got the chance.
0: Yeah, I, I think if we're gonna lose, lose go lose by fighting, don't lose with a whimper because then that's just it's just awful. But yeah, I mean as long as we fight and show a bit of spirit, then you can take losing there. Obviously, I'll be still livid. I want to
1: win. Yeah, I mean, if you you know, I think it's yeah, it's a bit of sweet, really. I mean, if if, if you go going, you know, when you look at our final back in 2006 against the Bin Dippers, you know, we played probably the best game of football I've seen us play. We played uh, we played our socks off, and you know, we were unlucky. That was our final. I knew as soon as that that ball left Gerard's foot, that was it. Um, but you know, you, you, it could be anyone's. And I, and I, I think your boys will give it to him. I think your boys will give him a good game on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope so. But it, I mean, you mentioned the underdogs there is the great part of football. So the big news this week, we've got to talk about the awful part. And, and I mean, no prizes for guessing what your reaction to it was. I think it's fairly universal that, you know, I mean, in terms of football, we don't agree on much at club level, but I think we agree on this. And it's absolutely disgraceful.
1: <laughs> I, think, I, think what it's, I think it's been actually quite good. Um, it's been good from the point of view that it's actually united a lot of football fans uh, around the UK. Um, you know, people like you know me and you would actually agree on something on football that doesn't involve England. I think the only time we do agree on something is if it involves a national team. Um, but I, I think it's just it just to play by the big big clubs. I think what what's what's even worse is I, I think I was listening to. Um, I was going to work the other morning and I listened to Radio 5 Live. And it was a docent out of Bayou, and he's talking with Tim Vickery, um, who's based over in South America. And he's basically saying, It's like, yes, it's, you know, the billionaires always want their slice of the pie. Um, but he said, what's, what's completely unacceptable is hiding behind a pandemic. Because I think Florentino Perez came out and said, Oh, you know, we've lost X amount of money because of the pandemic. It's like, what about the other thousands of clubs in you know in Europe? You know, well, in
0: Madrid are nine hundred million pound in debt. This was just to get them more money. Which
1: you yeah, it's money. the same with Barcelona as well. Barcelona are something like a uh, billion pounds in debt or billion euros in debt, and their their wage bill is something extraordinary, something like six hundred million euros a year. And I think five hundred and fifty million euros of that is for Lionel Messi. Um, so you can kind of see why they're kind of keen to get him off their wage bill, but it's, I think this is mainly being pushed by by the by the American owners over here. But I think even more so being pushed by Real Madrid and Barcelona because they are so heavily in debt. Um, they're they're teetering on on going under. I mean, they borrow money like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, they borrow they borrow on, on 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 future success. They're banking on they're going to win the league. They're banking on. Um, right, we're going to win the league. We're going to bring this much in. We win the Champions League. We're going to bring this much in, and they're they're getting loans off the back of that, and that's no kind of business model. I think you need you need the um, it, uh, the fifty plus one rule that they've got in Germany, and the clubs would be absolutely fine to run by themselves. Mm. But I think it's, it's just pure pure greed. There's nothing more to say about it. It's pure greed, and like I say, it's, it's a game that was started by the working class, like the dockers you know, the factory workers back in 1800 and something. And, you know, it's the heart and soul of many communities. And I think, you know, if you want to take it off the community, we're going to put up a fight for it. And, you know, fair play for Chelsea for sitting in front of the bus and and not letting the Brighton players in. And, you know, all the other teams that came out and protested. And I think even, you know, UEFA have shown a little bit of a spine, not too much of a spine, uh, but a little bit of a spine because they've now said, they're welcome back all the teams, which I think is a bit... Personally, I think I know you guys are involved, but in the Champions League. But I think all those teams need to be kicked if they're still in Europe this season. They need to be kicked out of Europe, and they need to be kicked out for the next season as well. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, they're not going to do that because they're the uh, they're the cash cows for the for the Champions League.
0: Well, I di- I disagree with the UEFA because their their new rules for the Champions League when it's reformatted come out.
1: Oh, I've not seen those yet. Obviously, being I mean, a West Ham fan, I don't really take much of your notes of you European football. Well,
0: it'll be interesting
1: because I might have to start taking notes now, though. Well,
0: it's changed to thirty-six teams. Every team plays mm. at least ten. I think it's a league. I don't know how it works, but essentially, you play ten <laughs> games. Top eight, I think, in the league go through to the knockouts, and then you've All got. Right. To play. But it's the qualification that cheeses me off because this ESL is essentially. Us top six teams, Tottenham included, are in it regardless of where they finish, whereas if you finish fifth, you're not in it. it This new Champions League, two of the four spaces, because it's made up of teams who have won and finished top four or whatever, and then there's a few spaces left, and two of those are based on coefficients, so you can have a situation, fifth in the Premier League, if Tottenham finish fifth in the Premier League, because they've got a good European uh, Mm. pedigree, recently, get into the Champions League. If Wolves finish fifth, they haven't, don't get in. So, again, it's exactly the same. It's just keeping the rich rich. And you'll, you'll get a situation there. Say, you versus Chelsea this year, the top four, one of you finishes yeah. fifth. Chelsea can just say, well, we're not bothered about this. We'll just finish fifth. We're in. You have to finish fourth. And that's exactly the same, just to a lesser slight level of this ESL Guardiola said it, didn't he? It's not sport if losing doesn't matter. But if you finish fifth, you're not in the Champions League. You have to finish fourth. That's what matters. So Mm. basically what it is, it's it's nothing to do with fans at all. It's This ESL has come in and threatened to take over all the money and Mm. the control. And UEFA go, we can't have that lack of control. We'll put it in this story that, you know, it's... uh, Disgracing the fans and disrespectful to the fans, but all it is is they want the control back. And John Mm. Barnes, I think, said it on I I tweeted it on on Twitter, but it was some news channel, I think. And absolutely spot on, it was never about the fans. This isn't a win for the fans. It's just it's just money. And and the apologies coming from the owners, I mean, they're fake apologies, but at least they gave bloody apologies. Levies (laughs) Levies <laughs> was all this justification about why they did it it's just justification and then he says we didn't want to stand still we didn't sign anyone for 500 days I mean, it's just
1: yeah, absolutely I mean, crazy but i yeah, mean, I mean if crazy um, really but sorry yeah, i mean if, if levy had come out and said look this is the reason we, we did it for xyz reasons okay perhaps in hindsight you know we didn't take every every everything into consideration and for that i'm sorry i think yeah. that would have probably gone down a far far better than but that, that, that's what levy's like though isn't oh. he? he's, he's, he's 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 got the he's got one more one have... south end, though. let's be honest he's the only one who hasn't apologized it's just yeah.
0: unbelievable But i mean but do, do you think this
1: I think all the act- other ones did it for gritted teeth though to be honest with you yeah but
0: at least they actually did it you know and, and just i mean yeah. You've got Liverpool, you'll never walk alone. You've got Manchester United, which one of their stands has a quote from Matt Busby about it's about the fans. And yeah, you've got these owners who come one. in. I mean, Klopp had a moan at Gary Neville. It's not Klopp's fault, it's not the players' fault. It's the yeah. owners have no idea. And, and you know, it, Le- Levy messes Tottenham up, that's fine because he doesn't sign players, but then <laughs> to disrespect our entire history, the entire history of every team in the football league, that the fans and, and, and it's just a disgrace and all, all 12 of those, but it's just absolutely, well, I mean, there's no words, is there really? But I mean...
1: No, like I say, it just, it just boils down to pure greed. I think, you know, if you, if you're going to set up a competition where you're going to have 12 people or 12 teams, sorry... That are never going to get, that never going to get relegated. I mean, you're going to end up like the MLS. The MLS hasn't got any relegation, hasn't got any promotion. No. And it's so like, what are you actually playing for? You know, okay. we, you know, the Premier League plays. You know, you you play so you stay in the Premier League. Yeah, you, ultimately, you stay in the Premier League. You get more money. Um, but obviously, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot about pride as well. I mean, you know, I know from experience. You know, sort of getting relegated when we when West Ham were relegated. Um, you know, it's horrible. It, it's absolutely horrible. We can't wait to get back. Um, but you know, that's that's what you're fighting for. I think sometimes in 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 the respect of trying to get into the Premier League, the you know the the hallowed Premier League. You know, sometimes in, in that respect, the Championship is a bit better because it's a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. But the Champions, uh, so, but the Premier League is still competitive. You know, look at it again. Look at it this year. I mean, look at um, you know when Mourinho. Sorry to go back to Mourinho, but when he, when he did the. Um, you know, nobody, nobody put on um, put on him saying that he was going to win the uh, Champions League of Inter Milan uh, 11 years ago, and he, and he did it. And that's that's the beauty of it. You know, you, you get these underdog teams that go so far. I mean, like when you guys went, again, in the Champions League under Redknapp, you went a long way. Leeds went to the semi-finals. You know, Chelsea have been to two finals. Man United have been to two or three finals. You know, um, and you get some of these, you know, these smaller teams as well that actually, you know, put up a good fight in the Champions League. You're not going to get that in in the year in the European Super League because you're going to have, you know, sort of like two thirds of the teams are ne- never going to be out of it, and you're going to have other, you know, the other uh, five or six teams, however many, begging to come in. And you know, if they don't do well, they're not going to come in. And you know, it's, it's just it's not going to be competitive and um, uh, so, from not, mean, from the, the fans point of view if,
0: if the premier league had to kick those six out because like it or not they bring in the most money the premier league yeah i mean yeah, pieces, that, that's, that's that is, yeah. Down and you'd end up only having like one league because everyone would go out of business and for these owners to go well that's fine because we'll be all right it's just yeah absolutely criminal but um do, do you think it was a little bit of a publicity stunt knowing that it wouldn't really happen but We'll get more money from the Premier League because they'll be devastated if we left, so they'll just give us more money so we don't try and do this again.
1: I I, I, I don't know whether it's publicity So I think they're still going to push for it because Perez has come out and said it's not dead. It's not dead in the water. Yeah, wow. I know that um, uh, Matey Boys, uh, chairman of, uh, or CEO of the Premier League, has has basically said to um, all the owners and, and board directors of the six clubs involved. Um, you know, we want you to step down from any subcommittees and committees that involve the Premier League. If not, we're going to force you off. Um, But I think... um, Do you think they will
0: be able to force them off? Or do you think these people have too much power and influence that it should, okay go and have a go, we'll just stay on there anyway?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how it's set up, really. I mean, at the end of the day... um, if it's set up like a limited company and the Premier League and whoever has a majority stake in the Premier League, either the CEO or the chairman has the power to remove people from committees, then he can go ahead and remove people under British law. Um, but I, I don't think I think I think Barcelona and Real Madrid, the ones behind the scenes, they're really driving it forward. And I think they'll keep going, and I think they'll keep going to try and get this ESL approved, but I don't think it's going to happen. Anytime soon, because I think I you know, I don't know what it was like, I don't know what the reaction was like on, on the continent for the likes of you know, clubs that weren't involved like Valencia, Lazio, Roma. Um, obviously, there were no German teams on there at all. Um, but I don't know what the reaction was from, from the Europeans, uh, from, from the European fan base. But I think you know, I think they probably looked at us and saw our reaction and thought, you know, if, if they try and force it through again, I think there's going to be a bit more of an uprising on the continent as well in that respect. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, just. I mean, it's just, (laughs) supposed to talk on here, I can't, but it's absolutely criminal. It's just, yeah, I can't even find it. It's just angered me so much, really.
1: There's there's one word you can use to sum it up, and that's greed. That's it. That's all it is, greed. It's it's, it's like in society, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. The billionaires have made uh, something like three or four trillion pounds more, For themselves in this pandemic and and the likes of me and you joe blocks have have lost 3.6 trillion or something stupid like that you know the rich get richer the poor get poorer unfortunately it's now spreading the sport because you know you look at the likes of even you know it takes a country to buy a club if you want it to be successful look at man city look at psg you know they're owned by countries
0: this greed has been coming from 92 when when the premier league started so at least Caragol and Sky mentioned that and said, "Are we hypocrites?" Because you know, but I mean, Sky aren't anywhere near the level of all of all of this. But
1: mm, no,
0: for them to kind of it's a little bit hypocritical. You you wave for ridiculously hypocritical.
1: Oh, okay, but they've got no spine at all. Yeah, I,
0: I'm just yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think there should be punishments for these six? And if so, what? Because I think if you dock points, that's gonna that's kind of um punishing the fans and the players, which isn't their fault. And I also think if you dock points or take money off, it's going to even more motivate them to go and join this thing, where they won't get docked points and get money. So I think you've got to be careful with that, but there has to be some kind of ramification because you're, you're potentially hmm. trying to rip English football apart.
1: Yeah. And continental football as well. I mean, you say, it's not, you say it's not the fans fault. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's not the fans fault. It's not the players fault. But, you know, Wigan were docked something like 14 points because they went into administration. But the football league turned around and said, well, so rules is rules. I know, I know it's unfair on the fans and unfair on the players, but them they is the rules. But unfortunately, rules are in place to prevent this kind of breakaway. And I think the rules should be enforced, personally. So, what, uh, so even do, if it is unfair on the fans I unfair on the players. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 I'll be the first to put my hands up, so I do not know the ins and outs of the you know the, the book's probably that thick on rules and regulations that the, the Premier League have set down and probably the FA have obviously set have probably set down as well. But um, you know, I think I think it should I think I think the punishment should be appropriate, um, and I think it should be um, just as well because I think you know you look I mean you know I don't think there's a lot of fans out there of these six clubs from 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 England they're actually keen on the idea either. You know, because at the end of the day, you just become a franchise, you know, yeah. you, you know, and when you become a franchise, you know, you, you lose that history. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at um, MK Dons, uh, a mate of mine down here in, in Milkshire. He, he's he's a massive um, AFC Wimbledon fan, absolutely hates MK Dons because they are a franchise team. Yeah. Um, you know, AFC Wimbledon just fought to get all the trophies back from um, Peter Winkleman or whatever his name is. Um, you know, MK Dons has no history. AFC Wimbledon is a phoenix club, and they've got more history than MK Dons. And you, you know, you go, you turn Spurs or Chelsea or Arsenal or whoever into the, um, you know, turn them into to um, this ESL, and they you're going to lose the heart and soul. You're going to lose all the history. And you know, we, you know, Spurs been going for what, 130, 140 years. We've been going one hundred and twenty-five. You know, Sheffield, Sheffield um, City or whatever they are. Sheffield Football Club they're the oldest club in the world they've been going since like 1856 or something stupid like that you know that all the history will be lost in my opinion and I think yeah. you know going back to punishment I think it should be it should be appropriate to, to the involvement of each individual club in the process of declaring and in the involvement of this breakaway league personally but, yeah but um, we
0: both know there's not going to be any real punishment like they may get chucked off the committees like not you said but it board. does it, you know they get chucked off committees. They still earn all the money that they're going to get and, and everything like that, which yeah. they may not have the influence that they have, but then it'll probably be like prison where they get people to sneak in.
1: Yeah. You know, they'll end up paying people off on that one. They, but. It's, it's the world that we live in, Like yeah. the
0: bitch never get punished for anything. Whereas you do that as a poor person, the book is... Yeah. And Yeah. I, I well...
1: I think I think I think whoever's going to lose, uh, you know, the, the real losers will be the genuine fans. Yeah. You know, like the likes of you. You know, you, you know you're, you know you've got a share in a season ticket. I mean, I've known you for what 25, 30 odd years, and you know you've always been, you know, you've always been, you know, Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. And you know I mean, I've always been West Ham. Um, you know, we will be the ones that, you know we will be the ones that lost out ultimately because they're looking to tap into the Asian market which have been for years, and, you know, they'll get all these fickle football fans that I won't understand, like what me, you, and and countless other fans in the UK and yeah. in Europe as well do. I think we've the most
0: amount of Asian fans in the world because of, of some... I'm
1: not saying there's anything wrong with having Asian no. football no. football fans. I'm just saying that's yeah. that's my personal yeah. opinion. Well,
0: yeah. We've got the most Asian fans in the world, I think, because of some, but... They obviously, mm. like
1: you say, don't know any of the. They, they wouldn't know who Jimmy Greaves are. It, Greaves is. You know, you might get one or two Which? that would be, you know, due to do due their due diligence. Mm. But yeah, majority of them will just be literally following it for something. I've got a friend that he's um, he's from Madeira, uh, he's from Funchal. Uh, basically, he's um, he's about three or four years older than Cristiano Ronaldo. He doesn't follow a football team. I think his his football team is is um, Sport in Lisbon. But he follows Ronaldo. He's got, you know, his son is, you know, he had a Real Madrid shirt when Ronaldo's at Real Madrid. He had a Man United shirt when he's at Man United. And he's now got a Juventus shirt, and that's what that that's what they're trying to. Uh, what will happen? People start following players. They won't start following clubs. So they find they find the You know, let's say Erling Haaland. You know, they'll they'll be having a Borussia Dortmund um, shirt this season if he goes to let's say PSG next year. will have a PSG. They'll have a PSG shirt. Mm-hmm. You know and I think that that that's um completely the opposite of what football is at the moment. I think, like I say, that you know, it's complete disregard to the history of each individual club, and I think ultimately proper fans will lose out and be the victims, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I it's sad, isn't it?
1: It is sad when money does take over, but football's always been about money if you think about it, you know. Um, even back in the days, I mean, was it, wasn't, wasn't Jimmy Greaves was set to become the first hum, uh, first thing of a hundred thousand pound footballer or first million pound footballer, but he said he wanted it. I can't remember whether it was a hundred grand or a million, but he wanted it a pound under. So he didn't have that pressure on him. And that was back in the sixties, 60s, late sixties. 60s. That, that was Greavesy, I think. So, you know, it's, it's always been about money, but you know, I don't know. It's just taken. It's just taken onto a different. You know, the gremlin has been fed after midnight, so to speak, and I think it's just mm-hmm. morphing into some of this monster. And I think if you go back and looking at the money, money side of things, I think you've got PSG to blame for that because I think things like transfer fees are starting to level off a bit until they decided to pay two hundred and twenty million euros for Neymar, yeah. and then it just went silly again. What does yeah. what fifty million quid buy nowadays? Sebastian Bloody Haller, who was absolute (laughs) crap. I bet Frankfurt are still laughing at us for that. We probably still own about 40 million quid for it. Yeah, well, you
0: know.
1: That's what it is, mate. Not for Hmm?
0: that much, mate. We
1: bought Andy Booth. Well, we loaned him, actually.
0: Yeah, Andy Booth, mate. We bought (laughs) Darren Ben. Sandra Bednaps better, apparently.
1: But, you know, it happens. I remember remember the days when you boys had Chris Armstrong. I
0: didn't mind him. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I mean, we could talk about money in the ESL forever but I yeah. think we'd just be repeating ourselves so I think, I think yeah. we've we, we run out of time a little bit
1: <laughs> but but well, like, I think oh, you've got some medicine to do mate <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not me my friend Matt who was on, on the uh, anything but United episode edits, edits it for me uh, thanks again oh, no, Matt well, um, but yeah uh, I, we've run out of time thanks so much for coming on
1: no thanks for having us mate yeah,
0: have you on again good luck on Sunday
1: good luck on Sunday in all seriousness mate rivalry aside best of luck to you made a best team win and made a best team not bought it. yeah and we'll put that at the start
0: yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, for anyone who doesn't follow you on Twitter where can they find you what's
1: your handle uh, it's at Rob Munger i hammer time hashtag GSB out at the moment uh, but yeah just at uh, Rob Munjam and you'll find me there
0: Okay. Cool. Giving um, we'll you given lots
1: of crap to the bin dippers because that's my favourite pastime.
0: <laughs> we'll have you on again next season if you're happy with that. Certainly when um, yeah, definitely we played you reviewing uh, the game from two different perspectives.
1: Yeah, and no, we'll, hopefully things will be back to normal next year. We'll be fighting relegation. <laughs> well, the table will be the right way up. We will be we'll be fifteenth or something this time next year. Not my worst. Fighting relegation
0: <laughs> and fighting uh, Real Madrid in the Champions League.
1: Well, well, they might be in the year mate, who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we'll see, but uh, we've obviously got the final on a Sunday, so I'll be back uh, talking about that, depending on how that goes. I'll either be crying or still drunk and delirious. Uh, hopefully it's the last. Uh, so uh, I'll be back for that, and then come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching. Before you go, please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click. Any questions, comments, or any suggestions for future episodes, if you just add those into a comment on the YouTube video. If you're listening to the Audio Only Podcast, thanks so much for listening. Anyone who wants the Audio Only Podcast, you can get that at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at L Tottenham, you can find all the information there. I'll be back soon. Until then, come on, you Spurs!